Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. This is Robbie Reviews. I feel the need. The need for speed. I'm going to make an offer again. Life was like a box of chocolates. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss First it. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. So. Oh, I'll be back. Green, for lack of a better word, is good. Show me the clothes that we're doing. We don't need clothes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Robbie Reviews. And today. I have a special guest on with me. Hello. It's Sammy. I'm back again. She is back again. But Mm -hmm. this time we have a very special movie. Not that all movies aren't special, but this is a really cool movie that Mm -hmm. we saw over Christmas. On Christmas Day. We usually try to go see movies that touch your soul. As Robbie likes to say it. And so we saw The Boys in the Boat. Mm Mm-hmm. That is uh, rated PG-13. It's history slash drama. It has two hours and four four minute running time or 123 minutes. It was released in the United States on December 7th, 2023. Now, I think that was like limited release because I think the wide release was Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. When we were looking for it because I didn't realize... When we went to go see it, that literally it had come out yeah, I, on Christmas. Yeah, it was a limited release on uh, mm-hmm. December 7th. Mm-hmm. So we saw it Christmas Day when it got nationwide re- release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the plot summary, The Boys in the Boat is a sports drama based on the number one New York Times best-selling nonfiction novel. Written by Daniel James Brown, the film is directed by George Clooney, is about the 1936 University of Washington rowing team that competed for the gold at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. This inspirational true story follows a group of underdogs at the height of the Great Depression as they are the trust thrust into the spotlight and to take on the elite rivals 
for around the world. Specifically Germany. Germany. No. Yeah. Germany. Yeah, it was in yeah. Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for bearing with me. Uh, this was directed by George Clooney. Oh, George Clooney. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, writers, uh, Daniel James Brown. That was, he wrote the novel. He wrote the novel. Mm-hmm. Mark L. Smith wrote the screenplay. Producers, basically George Clooney, his team. Mm-hmm. Composer Alexa Displate, Alex, okay. Alexandra Desplat. I know. I think. Uh, cinematographer Martin Rue. I would say Rue. That's what I would say too. Mm-hmm. Editor Tanya M. Swirling. And Tanya M. Swirling, yes. Casting director Rachel Keener. Uh, des- uh, production designer. We have, oh. to, we have to give her a lot of credit. Yeah, Kalina Ivanor, I would say. Ivanor? Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, cast in this movie. Do you want me to read off the cast? You can if you want. Uh, Joel Edgerton is the coach. Is the coach. Al. He's been in a lot of movies. Oh, he was very in a very, very famous guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in uh, Why, the Whitey Boulder movie with uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah, Robbie was, loves him himself he was, a mobster. Mm-hmm. He was the, the FBI agent in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I like Joel Edgerton when I've seen him in stuff. I think he is always good. Callum Turner? I think it's Callum, Callum Turner. Callum Turner, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Joe Rance, so he's like the main guy. Peter Guzman? Guinness. Guinness. Peter Guinness was George. Sam Strike. Sam Strike was Roger. Thomas Elms was Chuck. Jack Mulhern was Don Hume. Luke Slatterly was Bobby. Bruce Hyberlin Earl was Shorty Hunt. Uh, I guess that's it. Okay, that's it. yeah, that's it for the cast. Okay, so you go back. <laughs> production budget was forty million. Opening weekend in their limited release mm-hmm. was eight million. No, that's only eight thousand four hundred. Okay, so it did. Uh, I added another zero because I thought that couldn't be right, but yeah, it's eight thousand four hundred. Limited release, so, so yeah, that would make but sense. But yeah. gross overall right now is thirty three million, almost thirty four million. Mm-hmm. Uh, IMDb gives this a 7.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 56%. Audiences gave it a 96%. Oh, shit. Uh, Sound mix is a Dolby mix. Color aspect ratio is 2.39 by 1. Lit camera. Lights? Is that how you say that? Lits? Lits, prime lens. Sony Vegas. Venice? Venice. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into the story now. So yeah. it is based in the 1930s, like the heart of the Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main, main guy, you see him living out of a car. Mm-hmm. He's trying to go to school. School. Mm-hmm. He's, his name's Joe, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you see him in class. Mm-hmm. He's trying to become an engineer. Mm-hmm. And he is trying to pay for school. And he has about two weeks left before they kick him out of the semester. He tries to talk to the financial aid office, mm-hmm. but they're like, oh, this is later. You got to pay it. You mm-hmm. have about two weeks. If mm-hmm. you don't, you got to go. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's in the height of depression. Uh, first of all, transforming the world to how it was back then. You have to give the production designers props for that because yeah. that was 
I don't, I mean, it still blows my mind that it's a movie, but it looked like the 30s. Yeah, I think and they how did a it good actually job. was. Mm-hmm. You mean they had the soup lines? They had uh, just anything you can picture. The depression was. They had it in the movie, mm-hmm. and it's very like shocking, like how the depression was. Mm-hmm. So, and then you get the WPA and uh, the president pulling us out. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. But. His friend is like, you know, if you know, if you could row a boat, we we can make some money. Mm-hmm. So they try to. His name's Peter. His friend Peter goes up to him and says, "If you can row a boat, we can mm-hmm. make some money." So they try out for the rowing team mm-hmm. uh, in Washington. Keep in mind, there's like a hundred people that uh, tried out for this team, mm-hmm. but the the team was the coach was only going to pick eight people. Mm-hmm. So you're setting yourself up for an underdog experience already because mm-hmm. you have to be good to be one of those eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, the coach is like, we're going to make you physically and mentally tired. You're going to be so tired. You can't even uh, stand up. Mm-hmm. And I agree with them. The, the rigorous events that they had him do the workouts mm-hmm. to get into shape. Oh man, that would make make me very very tired. Mm-hmm. It was intense. But it's one of those movies that had a great story, mm-hmm. a great plot. Mm-hmm. The acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And studios usually don't go for pictures like this because it's not sexy. It's not a superhero. It's not a Marvel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a bunch of money. It doesn't make right a mu- bunch of money right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So you have to really con studios into doing this. But one of the selling points behind this movie is George Clooney really wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are. If George Clooney is on board, you're going to make you're going to make this movie. I agree. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, he had been trying for years is what we read about, right? When he was trying to make the movie. Yes. So, I mean, exactly like you said, if you have George Clooney, who's like passionate about a project, I feel like you're just going to go for it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, as, a, as an actor, the nerve, most nerve wracking part would be is to audition because you have to do a screen test. Mm-hmm. with the directors and the casting directors mm-hmm. to make sure you got the part. But knowing George Clooney is going to be right there watching you. Mm-hmm. That would be so nerve wracking. I know being an actor in that. It's insane. And then when you're you get the part. And then you are working and you see George Clooney on set every day. And you're just like, I got to do this. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I heard in the beginning of the movie, they were terrible. Like the boy, the b- rowing team. I, I, during my research, they actually mm-hmm. did like three, three months of training for the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they trained four days straight. Something like that. Yeah. I'm. Sh- well, they actually, if you think about it, when you watch the movie, they're actually rowing. Yeah, they had boat. to do that. I mean, yeah. they had to be able to. As actors, they had to, to row the boat. I right, mean, exactly. Yeah, and you're doing multiple takes, so you had to actually be able to physically do it. 
whether you could do an Olympic race, probably not, but you had to be able to make it look believable and physically do do the motions over and And over over and over. Because that's like the whole movie. Yeah. I know in the beginning, (sighs) I know in the beginning of production, George Clooney was worried because the the boys were terrible at it. Mm-hmm. But then they eventually got wow. better, mm-hmm. a lot better. Exactly. And uh, we got we got the movie that we have today. Mm-hmm. But can you see how nerve wracking that would be? Yeah. Is oh yeah yeah. I can't imagine doing that like it at all. Like having to physically do that, plus you need to do lines, plus you need to do like ambient, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff that went together. Yeah. It's insane. Sorry, I was trying to double check because I think his friend's, I don't think his friend's name was Peter. I think it was something else. That's what I'm trying to double check. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was just trying to. Why don't you pull up IMDb? That's what I was trying to do. Because that's Joe. That's the... So, Peter Guinness was... um, The guy who built the boat, I'm assuming. Let me see. Yeah, he built the boat. So, Peter Guinness actually built the boat for the rowing team. Well, he played George, yeah, who built the boat. And he and Joe had, like, a special bond. Because Joe, like you said, he wanted to join the team because they got paid. Right. And they got a place to sleep. sleep. So, he had a lot of motivation to actually be part of the team and he happened to just go check out when peter's um character george was building the actual boats for the team and he you know he was into it and he's just like can i help you do it and they ended up bonding over it too which joe really needed a um, a mentor. Yeah. Or somebody like to be there a father for figure and because... the, the coach could kind of do that to a certain extent but the coach couldn't be as soft to him as someone like the character of George. So, you know, I don't know how so true that was. I'm assuming it was because George seemed to follow a lot of what, how the story was told in the book. So let's backpedal for a second. So mm-hmm. during the Depression, Joe's dad went to California mm-hmm. to find work mm-hmm. and left Joe in Washington. Mm-hmm. Turns out there wasn't any work in California and he came back shortly after, but he never went back to see Joe. Mm-mm. So literally they were only like three miles away this whole it time. It was something insane. Like they were super close and uh, he's in school mm-hmm. trying to be this rower. He's mm-hmm. on the rowing team, has things going for himself. And then his dad comes in mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh, he's just surprised that his, that Joe was surprised to see his dad because mm-hmm. he didn't think he was there. He thought he was in California. Yeah, it's it's sad because it's very he heartbreaking when he was 14. Right. And, I mean, no matter what age, what era you're in, 14 is young to be just bye. And Joe's mom figured out. Joe's mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And his dad got remarried and has a new family. A new family. So. so basically when he was like, oh, I'm going to California to mm-hmm. look for work. Basically, okie doke Joe. He mm-hmm. was like, fine. Survive so, on your own. I mean, the fact that Joe was able to still pursue and go to college is probably amazing. Absolutely. At that point in time because that's what he was like. You said he wanted to be an engineer. So he was in school for that. I 
so when he was in school and he was starting to row, there mm-hmm. was one scene where he wants to go to the soup kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. But I think somebody on the team was working the soup kitchen right. line. Yeah, and he recognized him and he just left. He couldn't do he it. He was like, I guess I'm not going to get my free food at this point because... Do you remember them having that, like saying they had soup soup lines for people that couldn't afford food? Yeah, I mean, it's just like they do at shelters and stuff now. They still do. Like, you know, a lot of people like to do it at the holidays where they go and volunteer and right, right. help but, dish out the food. But, I mean, that's still a thing that they do. But back then, I think it was a lot more prevalent. I, I think, yeah, because a lot more of people every day, people food. couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And then when they were trying to raise money to actually go to Berlin... So they changed the rules on them, and they're okay, like, "So yeah, let's." let's so back they won. Up. So they, the team we're looking at was the junior team, right? So there was a senior team and a, and junior, a junior team. team. The junior team was actually outpacing the, the senior, senior team, team and was performing really well. So they had an opportunity like, to go to New York and compete, and the top team that won in New York go to the Olympics, Olympics. that year. That was Correct. automatically they were going to go as the U.S. team. Correct. So the coach, it was like a big deal because the coach decided he was going to use the, the junior J- team, the team to compete instead of the senior team. And that really pissed off a lot a of people. Lot, like investors, parents, the team, you know. Yes. So that was a big deal. They got to the competition. They won. They won. And, and then, then all of a sudden it was, well, nobody can afford to pay for your team to go. Because they all thought Cal- the California team was going to win. Right. And they had made it very clear in the movie that the California team, those people were very well off. They had a lot of money. They yeah. had a lot of donations to the school. All of the kids were very rich. And while Joe felt like an outsider on his team, it was made clear during the movie that, especially when they were on their way to New York on the train, that a lot of they were, were all, all in the same boat because one of his teammates who kind of made fun of him came to him and he was like, listen, wait a minute, back up. They called him Hobo Joe. Right. He and called him he got, Hobo Joe and he got super they mad. They almost got into a fight on it. Yeah. And so they, they're on the train. Mm-hmm. And so he, Joe goes and chills out in his own private car. Mm-hmm. And then the guy comes up, his teammate that mm-hmm. called him Hobo Joe is mm-hmm. like, you know, you're, you and I aren't any different yeah. because... All the new clothes I get, I have to swipe them from this store. Yeah, I steal them. He said, at least you're not a thief, but I just wear the same. So, you know, it became apparent that nobody on that team was rolling in money. They all were struggling. The school relied very heavily on donations. Right. And, like, another thing we should mention, like, the boots. They had holes in them, and what mm-hmm. they would do is they put newspaper over the hole. Yeah, Joe shows that right at the beginning, him putting the newspaper in his so shoe. So they could keep wearing the same shoe over and over. they could get new ones. And uh, one day, while the team is uh, on break or something like that, so celebrating, the coach goes into the locker room. Mm-hmm. And Joe's locker is actually open, mm-hmm. and he looks at his shoe and sees that there is a hole in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to, he opens the locker next to him and sees the same thing yeah. for his teammate. And you can tell it just, it's a struggle for him because he's like, none of these kids can afford anything. You know, he just feels bad about the whole situation. And then when they're told they, Oh, we can't 
pay for you to go too bad you know he i like the coach because he, he literally they're it. in the middle of a party and he just starts yelling yes about the whole you guys thing changed and the it's rules bullshit on me. yeah this is you, bullshit you're just trying to set it up so another team can go like we know exactly what you're doing and then they they go it's a very like it's a very quick little sequence in the movie where they're raising money literally going door to door to places in town yes. saying like will you help us be able to go to the olympics and people are donating little bits of money that they have what they can like and yeah. this is you have to think this is during the height of the great depression mm-hmm. and for people that can barely afford to eat they raise the money they well, raise they were short. They what was it they needed? Like three thousand. Three three hundred it was five thousand. Five thousand okay. And uh, it wasn't when you think about it today, you're like, that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but, but back like, then that was the like a million dollars. Yeah. And they were this close. They were very, very close. They were like three hundred dollars off shorts. or something. And the coach from the rival team from California came knocking at their door, their hotel room door. And he's just like, did you do it? Because they basically, they had to have the, mo- the money by then. Yeah. Like, that day. They had to have it. They and had they were less like, than well, a week to raise the money. Yeah, that was another thing. They had such, such a, a little time. time to do it. So they, they're like, yeah, we almost did it. We're, we're short, but at least we tried. So he comes over and he writes them, you know, an, an IOU, IOU check. And he's like, you know, just so you can go, we'll cover whatever is needed. And I was just like, that was that was a really great scene to be able to include in the movie because there wasn't much said there. There wasn't much done, but there's the, the fact that they were like, we want to support you. You won. You should be able to go to the Olympics. Absolutely. And I'm going to help you even though we're rivals, you know? Absolutely. I thought that was really nice. It's one of those movies. uh, Very much so. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm talking to you about the movie and re- reliving it in my mm-hmm. head, like all the emotions yeah. behind it. And it's, it's one of those uh, very emotional movies. Yes. It like is. it will really touch your heart. Yes. And so his friend was Roger. Roger. That's okay, his friend. I'm sorry. And then the other, I think Jack played Don. So Don was the other character I really liked. Like, obviously, we were, you're supposed to find like, um, like all the team members were featured to a certain extent, but there were a couple that were really focused on. Like obviously Joe. Obviously. Joe, you know, was the big star, you know, main focus mm-hmm. of the movie. But, you know, his friend Roger was included heavily. And then Don was another big deal. So Don was very shy. Okay. Okay. He's the just remind you what he looks like. He was the piano guy. He could, could so, do anything. Yeah, it was so cute because they were they were they would have to do odd jobs around the school because they were being paid, so they'd right. get money. So they're like cleaning up, you know, and they were in um like the theater and there's a big there's a the piano, piano on stage and Don just goes up and starts playing and they're just like, Oh my goodness, you're so talented, keep going. Like we'll we'll clean while you're doing that. And they um they end up going to a big uh, party, party celebration, you know, for right the team. after the win. And Don just doesn't really talk to anybody. So he doesn't want to talk to the girls. So he's sitting on the sidelines. And so it's imagine this. So cute. Everybody is partying. And, and he's uh, sitting on the sidelines. And the there's a girl. Bobby. Okay. So just to, to make sure we're clear on who's who, Bobby is the 
I don't know what his title is, but he's the guy who sits at the end of the boat. He yells and out, yells the instructions. Faster. Yeah, he keeps the team on, on pace. Place. Yeah, together, he's mm-hmm. the motivator. He leads the team. He is yeah. a team leader when they're in that boat. They and said he's what he very is outgoing in the movie, but I can't, I can't remember. What it's called, but yeah, he's he's very outgoing, and it's so cute because he comes over and he's just like, so what are you doing? You know. Basically, like you're gonna you're gonna talk gonna to this person. You're gonna go. There's a girl down there. You're gonna go talk. And Don's just very much like no, no. no. And he just the whole team ends up getting him to go on they stage. They literally stop the party, yes. and they're like, "Oh, there's a musician in her presence." Mm-hmm. And if, if we're lucky, we'll he'll get up here and play yes. for us. He huh. gets up, and he's like, "No, no, no!" But he actually gets up and does it. I love that. And blows everybody away. It was so cute because Don was just so quiet. And I just love that character. And then at the, but Don was at the front of the boat. So he set the pace. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what everybody says. So he was, like, second in charge. Mm -hmm. Helped set the pace. Yeah. Like, they literally went through what each position did. Yeah, they explained it all in the movie. And obviously, if you know anything about rowing, I'm sure you're much better at knowing what's going on than we are. But. Yeah, Don is at the front. He's right next to Bobby, you know, and they really, really work together to help lead the boat. And they got, it was so sad because they got to Germany and Don was sick. Real sick. Missing out on on the practices. So ill. And I I think it's funny that there's a part in this movie where the coach is like, Everybody oh, yeah. stay away from him. And then two seconds and then later, two, the next they're scene, all like, they're are literally you checking on him to make sure he, he's fever. there. And I'm just like, why didn't they just stay outside so nobody else here? could get sick? You literally said you were quarantining him so no one else would get sick, and now you're all together. Again. But I read, so in the movie, they basically, uh, Don just is in the boat. And, you know, he had already been removed from several practices, but he goes and they're like, are you good? And he's struggling, but he's he's there. You could tell he's just going through the movement. But I read, actually read that in the real story, the coach actually was like, yeah, you're not you can't do it because you're sick. Like the coach was like, we're going to have to put in the alternate. Right. Uh And Don and Don was like, no, no, I'm I'm here. I'm going to compete. So actually, there was a lot more of Don being like, "Uh uh-uh. No, this I'm gonna I'm here, I'm competing. Okay. Which I understand they had to kinda right, right. wiggle it's room. Movie but magic and but yeah, like and that. it made up such a good story when he's sitting there and he's struggling and Bobby's literally just uh, like You gotta okay, give me this, you gotta give me this. Like right, like and I loved Gotta give me forty. You gotta give me I gotta me 40. be honest, at the beginning, so they had a different character, a different um student who was leading the team and it was pointed out by I it was um wasn't it George? George pointed it out that he was like, if there's not a good team leader, the team is not going to work together well. Right. So the coach was like, all right, I got to replace him. Brings in and the character Bobby. And they have a history. And he's basically like, okay, I'm, I'm going to bring you back. Don't know what happened. Right. Because there's no backstory there. But I was like, ooh, I wonder if Bobby's going to be a problem. Because he's very loudmouth, you can tell. Right. He like, goes to beat of his own drum. Yeah. And then the, the first competition, he's supposed to be doing... You know, they laid out exactly how he's supposed to run the plan to beat everybody. Or, no, they didn't want them. They didn't think the team could beat the other teams in the first competition. They just said, keep up. Right. And he was like, no, fuck that. So we're going to beat these. We're going to beat them. And he did not run the team like he was supposed to, but they won. Right. So I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to get kicked off, if there's going to be like a problem, you know. But I really, he was another character I really liked. 
because they never, Bobby was never an asshole, even though he was like a loud mouth, kind of in your face kid, didn't totally listen to the coaches, but you know, he was very much a part of that team. And the, my favorite part was at the Olympics when he literally like took off the bullhorn and was just face to face with Don, like, come on, you gotta give come me on, 40. buddy. Like, you gotta give me 40. Come like, on, we gotta work together. Him. Like we, we gotta do this. And he just got Don to that place where he was able to be like, okay. Let's the go. makeup department in that one scene, like he, he was so white, like you could tell that he wasn't feeling they, well. Yeah, that he the did special not look effects, good. the no. makeup, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. it got you emotionally mm-hmm. connected to that character to be mm-hmm. like, oh man, yeah, this kid is just going on pure adrenaline right now to win this struggle. Like yeah. in the beginning of the Olympic race, they're falling way behind. Yes. Because he was not feeling well. Yeah, and but then he sets the pace, he, right? And the right. team was like, they can't, you know, they can't do it if he, he's not setting the pace for them. So, so they he they finally get up to speed. Mm-hmm. They get up to speed. It's them and Germany. Mm-hmm. And so I want to bring up changing. I'm sure they had to do this on set. They had to shoot like the Berlin part on set, mm-hmm. like changing everything mm-hmm. to make it look like Germany. Mm-hmm. It just, that blew my mind. I didn't understand how they were actually going to do it, but thinking about it, they would have to do that on a set or mm-hmm. back lot or something like that to tr- get that emotion. Mm-hmm. But what did you think about that? Like all the Nazi flags hanging I, around, so it's it like transporting you back in time. Right, and it didn't occur to me. Nineteen thirty-six is like, yes, he was coming around as yeah. Hitler, and right. yes, he's at the Olympics. He, the fear was Hitler. there. He and he was watching yes. the games as well, mm-hmm. and it was so close. Like they couldn't just call it the the judges. They, they, they had took to do a the picture photo finish thing. But yeah. back in those days, you didn't have an instant photo, so, so you had to develop it right there. And I loved the way George Clooney had that set up too, because it literally was like watching and waiting while he's taking the photo. They got to like develop it. It's like a whole thing that you're just sitting in the theater and you're like. What is going on? You know how it ends, but you're still just like, did they win? (laughs) I actually did not know how it ended. Oh, I knew. I didn't want to go into this movie. I figured they would win, but I didn't. It's a heartwarming story. I didn't didn't know that, and I didn't want to be spoiled. Mm -hmm. But the look on the fierce face when they said, the Americans, he was just shocked. And I'm glad that. It was real because obviously Hitler, it was a very real thing. 1936, he was, you know, coming into power and all yeah. the nonsense that we know Hitler did. But I like that George Clooney and the the screenwriter, like he's there. He's not a central character, but they acknowledge, acknowledge him. Yeah, this is the time frame we're in. This is who's at the Olympics. You know, like they didn't dance around it like. This you know, is, he's here. We're not really going to acknowledge him. Do but. you think more more movies in today's climate would dance around that? Yeah, I don't know if they would have included him or like they may have mentioned him, but I don't know if they would have shown, shown him. him like they they straight up there. There's there, Hitler. Yeah. As part of it. I don't know if everybody would have included him like that and not tried to make him still reference him somewhat as a villain, because in this he's a spectator. Right. Like, they are in competition with the Germans. Germans. Yes. Yeah. And they are like they did, you know, mess up the the time when they did the time trials. They didn't put the Americans where they should have because right. they changed the rules again. And that is what it is to kind of give Germany a bad rap, but that's probably what they did. So when they were taking off in the race, 
he they were so far away mm-hmm. they the americans couldn't hear it so they actually took off the line late mm-hmm. and i think they did, did it in german too yeah so they so didn't understand the race yeah during- they were so far that basically it was like oh everybody's yeah. moving and all the boats just looking at and bobby and he has to give the call to go, row, go, go. go yeah so they literally went from very last place to first to, to winning it boom yes i'm going it, it's basically the movie is basically like uh the main guy reflecting on his life yeah. He, he's watching he's also at the beginning and the end as an yes. older version of himself. He's watching his grandson mm-hmm. row a boat mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you think I can row crew? Mm-hmm. And he was like, we have you would have to keep up at it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was touching. I liked that, too. And and, and then there's a whole nother sub story where with Roger meeting his soon to be his wife eventually. His but wife, yeah. Yeah, meeting his his girlfriend around this time and their romance is very cute in this because it's very like dancey around each other and and yeah, I think uh, it's, it's just adorable. One thing that surprised me about the girls' dorm, there were mm-hmm. four women sharing a room. Mm-hmm. Did that surprise you? I mean, they were poor college, obviously. Yeah, I did. And it the, surprised boys, me. the boys were probably like that, but the guys on the rowing team were probably given more, like, yeah, leeway. I mean, they're, they're winning, they're winning yeah, and they're for part school of the and everything team, so like it's that. probably different. Yeah, whatever. But no, I mean, especially with the times. And then, like, uh, his girlfriend snuck, her, snuck him upstairs into her dorm. That was cute, too. And there was a. I guess an RA, you would call her an RA or the house mom or something. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you open this door. Is there a boy in there? And he was, so she funny. was like, you got to go. You got to go get out the window. Yeah. And literally had to kick him out the window. Yep. He went out the window. And I just feel like that's how society was mm-hmm. back then. It's a, it's a far cry from how society was back then and mm-hmm. how it is today. Mm-hmm. I mean, say what you will, but. I feel like back then they had a lot more standards sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's I was in an all girls dorm at college for my first year and there were rules. You couldn't have boys after a certain time. They were not allowed to be in the dorm anymore. OK. Yeah. So. OK. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's that way probably now, but yeah. Literally, we are scratching the surface at this movie. This oh, is yeah. one of those movies that you need to go see. So let go back up. So, story, what would you say of the story? How you would rate the story from one I mean, to ten? I would definitely give the story, like, like a nine out of ten. Easy. Okay. Because, I mean, it's a feel-good story. The camaraderie, working together, watching Joe develop as a character and, you know, deal with everything he's had to deal with and the bonding with George. Like, I just think it was overall a good story. I'm glad he had that character Mm -hmm. because after him seeing his dad and finding that out that his dad critically Mm -hmm. abandoned him, he spirals out of the control. They are doing uh, training and he's not into it because Mm -hmm. he's still focused on what his dad did. Yep. And he's like, he gets into a fight with the coach and the coach is like, if you don't care, then you shouldn't be here. And he's like, fine. And kicks him out of the boat mm-hmm. and puts in his alternate. Yep. The morning of the, 
This was the, in New York. Yeah, the, 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 the competition. The competition. He goes back and says, you know, I'm sorry. This is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And they let him, he, he, the coach lets him back on the boat. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they put a lot of little moments and big moments in this movie. And I just, I thought it was well done. It didn't drag. It's, it's again, this is one of those movies. I've been actually excited to do a review on this because mm-hmm. it's one of those movies that touches your soul. Mm-hmm. That's a feel good movie. And you, you could see see this movie with your whole family. And the thing is, we literally because like you said, we like to go see movies on Christmas, but I'm not going to go see like Silent Night on Christmas Day. Right. Even though we enjoy that movie and that type of movie, not going to go see it on Christmas. So literally, we were like, well, maybe we're not going to see anything because, you know, between the strike strike and and everything, we don't know what's out. And I was literally sitting and looking at the list and I was like, well, what is this? And it says it's directed by George Clooney and uh, looked at the story and I was just like, well, that seems like it'd be a good movie to see on Christmas. And it was so much more than I would have thought. Yes. When we did see it. I mean, what would you rate it? uh, I would give this about a nine out of ten. Sometimes I, I would even rate it a ten. Because it was one of those stories that stuck with you. Mm -hmm. You left the theater feeling charged Mm -hmm. and energized. Yeah. So. I agree. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the cinematography? I mean, again, we've already talked about a little bit, but I thought it was really well done. Probably another nine out of ten. Yeah. For how it was shot. I think it was it was great. The colors and they transformed this far off land and brought it back to the mm-hmm. year 2023 mm-hmm. and i think the production designer the location designer everybody on set needs to be they need to win an oscar for this mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was really well done absolutely acting no. i mean if acting in movies if the acting is bad it won't won't mm-hmm. get you to where you need to be no Mm-mm. and the acting was great yeah, I mean, I would say nine and a half or 10 out of 10, honestly. Absolutely. The subtleties in the acting, like there was nothing overdone with any character. Like I said, I thought like Bobby was going to be a whole thing, but even his character had some subtlety to it and the bonding of the team members. Right. I just, I you thought it was You can tell really these well guys were, were a team. By the end of the movie, you could tell they were one team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, they actually showed pictures of the actual people. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great. I love the transition, too, that they did where, and I knew it was coming because they, they'd already won and everything, but they went back to an earlier scene where they all took a picture where they're all holding an oar together. And they went back to it, but this time they showed it from behind where they're all picking up their oars. And I was like, ooh, I bet we're going to like transition to the real people. And that's exactly what they did. Then they transitioned to an, the actual photo that they were basing that off of and the real people who were involved. And it was so nice. And they were friends for life. You know, oh, as yeah. they've, I read somewhere, you know, as they've died off over the years, they all grieve immensely when one of them passes because they are bonded for life. They used to meet up and row together. Really? I didn't after know that. College. Yeah, it was so cool to read about. Like, What, how, what do you how think they all they did were. after school? I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, Joe and his friend were, were engineers. So that didn't was they, actually what they, they did. They did win the Olympics. Yeah. So they had a gold medal. Yeah. I'm but sure. I mean, nothing... That was a cool story for them and a very big part of history to them. But it's not like today, not not like today where you got a sponsorship and now you just know it was the thing they did. And then they went back to school and they graduated and they went on with their lives. 
Wow. Yeah. I don't think that part I realized mm-hmm. because I thought, oh, they won the Olympics. They're yeah. going to be bowling out now. I mean, no. so they actually went out and did the Olympics and to become an engineer. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's, that's different. Yeah. I, it's not how it is today. No. People make different. so much money mm-hmm. off the Olympics. Uh, nope. Not, not how it is. Mm-mm. So, um, well, I guess we kind of talked about the locations. I don't know what else you want to say about that. I'm thoroughly impressed with uh, the locations. Mm -hmm. It just blows my mind. I can't express that enough that when you're when you're watching this, Mm -hmm. there there's a part of the movie where they're rowing and they actually have a, I guess they used to have a train and that's how the, like the rich people used to do it. The higher echelons watched the competition. They should, they would have a train that go off, goes on the the side of the the row. And I, cause I was wondering, I'm like, okay, there's like a bunch of people like out right where they're starting, but I'm like, but how do you know at the end? Right. And then they're all sitting in these bleachers, and I couldn't really tell what's going on. And then all of a sudden, I was like, are they in a train car? Wouldn't that limit you where you could actually row at? Because you would always have to have a train track right next to well, it. Well, I'm assuming that's how they have the location set up for this sort of thing, right? You would, ha- you would have to. I mean. Because, well, I know, because when they were practicing at their school, he was always in a boat. Right following like right. alongside them but i don't know if that means they didn't have that kind of setup but i assume that maybe it was depends where they were like in new york or somewhere you, bigger they had do you know how many boats were probably on set when they were actually shooting this? well they had to have multiple boats we already know right. for the real for the team for the, the team, team that was focused on right the, yeah, their team. And then, then camera set up, and then you had drones. But you had to have the long boats for every team that got included. Yes. And they all had specialized boats for their team. So they had logos, their names, yes. whatever, on the boat. So they'd have to have multiples of those. Yeah. And then, yeah, the boats that they were cruising in, which couldn't look like modern boats. Yeah. Because it, it was 1936. It, it had to look handmade, like... Like they were doing. Like the motorboats they were in too. Like they could not look like your standard 2023 boat. So, I mean, like all these things they had to do. And that's, you think, oh, I have $40 million for a movie. $40 million for a type, this type of movie will go super quick. Mm-hmm. It's going to go mostly to your visual effects. Mm-hmm. I, well, it's going to go to paying actors. That's going to be your number one expense. And then visual ex- mm-hmm. effects and Mm-hmm. How do you transform? How do you bring this world to life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where your budget is going to go. Crazy. And I think George Clooney couldn't really promote this movie because during the strike. I mean, yeah. So the strike that's ended, why it just kind of came out very happened. shortly. Yeah, because I, I had no idea. I, had, I, did, I did not see an ad for this. Mm-mm. I mean, your mom said she saw an ad, but I, I had no clue. And mm-hmm. then you were like, oh, we're going to go see this. Boys in the Boat movie. I was like, all right, whatever. George Clooney directed it, Mm -hmm. so it should be great. Yeah. It was actually one of the best movies I've seen. Mm Mm-hmm. It was so good. I mean, would you see it again? Yeah. It's a good movie. I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but it's one of those movies that you could bring a date to. It's a feel-good movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's a well-done George Clooney, the last movie he produced was Leatherheads. 
And like that was like twenty years ago yeah. or something, right? And this is his next movie that he produced. Yeah, and directed. And directed. Yeah. I should say directed, produced right? and directed. Yeah. So the last movie he produced directed and directed was, was Leatherheads. So crazy. So But he he'd been trying to get this movie done for years. So he obviously had a big passion for the book and the story. Which I mean, could you imagine as that author? They're just like, yeah. So, George uh, Clooney wants to do. George your... Clooney wants to make this movie. He's uh, passionate about the project, and I'd just be like, "Are you what?" Okay. I'm sorry. Did we, you say we'll... George? Like the like George Clooney, George Clooney, right? Not like like someone else. Like in my understanding, like George Clooney. It's insane. Yeah. That's so, so cool, though. Yeah. Everything about this movie is great. Mm-hmm. Again, we are kind of scratching the surface yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. We could go on and on. Really, we gave you a lot of spoilers in this, but please go out and see it. Yeah, Your overall, if you you could read about what happened at the Olympics. I mean, it's not like it's right. 1936 people. We're not really right. <laughs> it can't really be a spoiler at this point, but yeah. What what what's your overall rating? I mean, easily like nine nine and a half out of ten. I would give a nine and a half mm-hmm. out of a ten. Yeah, we do that I a like lot that. on this, but I really. To be fair, though, I feel like we tend to pick movies that we know we would like to go see. Yeah. Like this one, we didn't I know mean, much about. I didn't I know, mean, know know much about no, this. So this movie. was a surprise this, for both of us. This movie could have bombed. Yeah, and but, then like, what are we doing? And then we would have been talking about a totally different movie here. Yeah, I mean, we but we rarely pick movies to go see that are just complete garbage. Right. I feel like that has happened where I'm like, yeah, we've done that before. What in the world? But. Normally, we generally, I think, seem to do pretty good on hitting movies that at least we like. Yes. Yeah. So, eventually, this is going to be out on streaming. Mm-hmm. It only has a 90-day window of being in the theaters. So you it, can see it in theaters, it, I would. I would but... recommend seeing it in the theaters because you give that time. Mm-hmm. and that focus. That focus. And I think this kind of a movie, it's made to be seen mm-hmm. on the big screen. Yeah. I feel like... You miss things on TV. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. You get more of the depth. You you feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're the intensity of like watching it. Yeah. Sitting there and you're just like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Yeah. I think you get that in the theaters that you can't do at mm-hmm. home. No, I agree. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, um, do you want to tease what we're talking about next time? What are we talking about next time? I think time? our next one will be the Iron Claw. Yes. I was going into that. Mm-hmm. So the next movie we are reviewing is The Iron Claw. Sammy will be back for that. It's one of those. Uh, again, it's a it's a movie that touches your soul. Oh, I'm gonna, I have so many things. To I'm going <laughs> to leave it at that. But it's one. If you're a wrestling fan, you'll definitely like that movie. Yeah. If you like to cry, it's a great movie for that, too. She's being dramatic. I don't think but so. We'll get into this. We'll get into that. Next week. Yeah. Please like, subscribe. Leave a leave a comment if you've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, did you like it? Did you like it as much as we did? Mm-hmm. Did you hate it? Mm-hmm. If you did hate it, why did you hate it? Mm-hmm. What did, let us, just let us know. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Thanks. Bye. Hasta la vista, baby. Robbie Reviews is hosted by Robbie Brooksby as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Post-production and intro by Sammy Brooksby. Follow the show on Instagram at Robbie Reviews Movies. 
check out the other shows on our network by following at Limitless Broadcasting on Instagram and at 1950studios on TikTok. See you next time. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Hey family, it's Ashley Danny. Guess what? Part two of the fourth season of the By Ashley Danny podcast is now available starting on the first Saturday of January, which is the 7th. We are going to be talking about old books. We're going to be talking about new books. And you know what? We're also going to throw in some relationship talk. Want to know why? Check out the first episode and I will tell you all about it. Come see me and I can't wait to hang out with my family.